This is Margot Kelly with Political Commentaries, and I have good news. So this is my new podcast, and I didn't really know. I, I do realize that the first four were pretty along the lines of, uh, I don't know, a rant maybe? Uh, not really that informative, maybe somewhat um, just sharing my viewpoint, but I wanted to expand, but I felt really stuck. Because like you, I turn on the TV and I get stuck hearing the same rhetoric back at me and the same lies and the same gaslighting and then I have the same reaction. So it's kind of hard to move forward. But it's because of that. And it's been going on for quite a long time that I've actually really been more intrigued and interested in the psychology behind not so much Donald Trump because I get that guy. I understand narcissism and all that. I, I understand that I've looked, I've studied that. What I haven't really been that familiar with has been the psychology, the makeup of the Trump cult and the followers. And what's most fascinating to me about them is, and why most of us, I think, we, we scratch our head a lot, is because we don't get what we knew about or what we we perceive or what we thought or what we experienced before maybe with the same type of people now we're discovering wait this doesn't fit this isn't making sense why are you suddenly you know how's my family member how's my friend like how did this person go I know them how did how did this happen I know their values I know you know what what they would never tolerate in in a relationship with me or with another. And then why this broad acceptance of some of the most toxic behavior that puts psychologists in business in the first place? So that's been of great interest to me. So that's what we're going to go over. And I'm going to do it in a series of segments, I think. This is going to be too much to uh, process and think about. But I want to start out with saying for anybody that's kind enough to listen to my first four podcasts of, you know, understand this has been sort of, you know, you're, you're, you're watching the, the beginnings of a creation with just a little bit of thought and guidance, not that much, um, but it's still going to be political. But it's going to have, and I don't, I'm not saying this is the change, but this is what's coming up next. I, I, I will, I will proceed with caution, but um, let me just say thank you for listening to the Republicans and Trump and our role and what we need to do. And now I'm going to move into the psychology so that you can have a better grasp and so maybe you won't feel so... Um, like pulling your hair out when you hear some of the stuff and see some of the stuff as we have been. And it might just make make what's happening a little bit easier to take. So that's my intro. Um, we're going to start first with Donald Trump, the narcissist. There's been obviously um, books written and whatever, I think it's 27 or something. Psychologists have come together to warn Americans of his specific personality disorder and how 
that plays into the concern and threat and danger that uh, we are in by having that specific personality disorder lead our nation and uh, work with our um, foreign, foreign, foreign leaders and such. So the narcissistic personality disorder. All right, let's see. You know, we all know somebody who's, you know, full of themselves to a certain degree. It's on the, it's on a spectrum. So if you imagine from one to a hundred, a person that's narcissistic, you know, trumps at the hundred, (laughs) like he's the guy that's standing there going, I'm a very stable genius everything I know more about words believe me I know more about you know it doesn't matter I'm more about being an electrician than anybody else trust me because I had houses I know I'm the greatest at words but I just don't like to use them because my favorite is just believe me and I'm great and I'm sort of stuck on you're stupid I'm great and that you know that kind of thing it's not my good Trump voice. Anyway, so so there's this there's this spectrum, and 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 you know you your family, me. I mean, we all have a certain degree maybe of you know narcissism in our DNA, but we're talking about an exaggerated amount. All right, where somebody is unable to see their flaws, they're not able to identify with them because that's the personality disorder they identify with how great they are and in their mind you know they hold on for dear life to that idea and that concept that they're magnificent obviously on a deeper subconscious level we're going to talk about that but that's not the case but we're just going to talk about what we experience right now and sort of looking at the narcissist narcissism of Donald Trump and how we we laugh and we we joke about it because it's funny because it's so exaggerated so he's on that spectrum of really high up there and that's why that's why the outsider looking in can have a good laugh about it because it's it's a bit ludicrous to us it's it's not it's not in the comfort zone where we would normally encounter it in our co-workers and family and friends it's just not there it's so off the charts so um, you know, and he's in what you, you, you see him in a rally and you go, okay, that's a different guy. And you see him on, on the lawn of the white house and he's still, you know, doing what narcissists do. So we'll go into what narcissists do later, but just sort of talking now about the narcissist personality disorder. So you got this idea. So it's a, it's a, on a spectrum from, you know, minor to severe. And then there's the borderline the word borderline sociopathic or borderline psychopath those are elements intertwined you know it's a, it's a, it's a they have so many attributes similar to each other that it can be confusing because a, a psychopath and a sociopath and a narcissist are all going to be pathological liars they're all going to have that element to them um, a sociopath um, will have some remorse well maybe not they'll they'll be aware i think uh, is a better word but a psychopath maybe doesn't give a shit and uh i think one of them's born and one of them's not i'll have to review my psychological uh background here which one's which because i get them confused sometimes but the bottom line is this the narcissist the 
sociopath, a psycho, a psychopath, they all become, you know, you can have one disorder, like being a narcissist, with borderline sociopath. And, um, and that kind of just gives you more of those character traits. And that just gives you more of that personality, um, you know, expectation of what behaviors and symptoms they're going to exhibit. So narcissist, I'm just talking plain narcissist without the borderline sociopath, which I do believe Trump suffers from because you've got to have a certain level of that to be able to let walk away for whatever your incentive is to let people die like the Kurds, to let them get blown up and then feel okay about it or justify it in your mind. You have to have a, you have to be somewhat of a sociopath to be able to say, rip those babies and, and those children out of their arms and throw them in cages. I mean, that's, that's not a, that's, that's a, that's, that's a big, big red flag about, well, this is more than just, I'm in love with myself. Okay. So are you feeling me on that? You can be in love with yourself, but not want to, or not be capable so much of, um, crimes against humanity per se. So there's going to be a crossover or an influence or a balance or a borderline attributes that we'll talk about too. But for now, I'm going to leave this um, because it's going to, I don't want it to be too long, but the narcissist, narcissist, narcissistic personality disorder that Donald Trump has been diagnosed with by you, by everybody that has even a one-on-one understanding of what a narcissist is and all the um, experts have already said so and uh, we'll go into that more but um, yeah he's in love with himself in a big time way and that's what helps us know what we're facing so we can move forward and one that's interesting I do want to say just this and this is really important because during these impeachment inquiries uh, or not the impeachment during the uh, articles I think that's where they want to put it these these uh, psychologists who have been very outspoken and who have been banding together to help warn as their sort of as their civic duty, whatever, to help warn us of the dangers. What they want to do now is they want to actually make that part of these uh, articles and in the, uh, they want it to be something that we are put on notice about because to not have that when we're looking at impeachment, to not have the, the experts who are warning us what is going on, why, why this is a danger, and how it relates to what he's doing and what he's been doing and what he will continue to do in the way of a powerful abuse and utilizing our foreign um, enemies and allies for his own gain. So there, there actually is a movement. They want this to be part of the uh, submitted uh, records. And they really are pushing that we, we take a look at the psychology and the um, threat as we consider impeachment. So that's a segment one or whatever you want to call it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this here, but want to tell you and thank you for hanging in there with me because this is a this is a it's a passion I guess I have now politically and psychology is a passion of mine and bringing the two together in this next segment will be fun I think and hopefully enlightening to you and make you feel a little bit better about 
feeling a little bit crazy because he's making us all crazy. And that's part of the sickness. And we'll get into that. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful day. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Simply Margulis, S-I-M-P-L-Y-M-A-R-G-O-L-O-U-S. And this is Political Commentaries, All Things Political Considered. And I haven't cut my tagline yet, but I am very strongly leaning towards Stronger Together. Because that's the movement that got me to you today. And you have yourself a wonderful day. Bye now. Hi, this is Margot Kelly with Political Commentaries. This is my sixth blog. Yes, it is. And this is an extension onto the psychology behind Trump and his supporters, part two. So narcissism, narcissists. All right. Well, there's a whole lot to go over in this, in this topic, but I'm just going to start with the one that I think most hurts, at least me. Um, maybe other people might have more of a wounded ego and just hate it when somebody boasts and says they're better than them, they're the greatest, and, and that might hurt their pride or their feelings of self-worth and feeling incompetent next to them or something, but I don't mind boasters personally. Some people do. You know what? I, I don't care. If you want to boast and brag about yourself, you're the greatest, you're the best, you're the most amazing, you love yourself and you everyone loves you, you just go ahead and do that. If that makes you feel better, because deep down you actually don't feel so good, you need to do that to feel good, fine. I don't care. But you know what I do care about? Because I, I do care when you hurt me through lies, when you manipulate me through lies, and when you gaslight me. And that's what I that's one of the things I don't like to be on the receiving end of. And I know you don't either, because nobody, that's one thing, doesn't matter what party you were in, what policy and what socioeconomic status, what religion, what race what country, what nationality, what size you are. Everybody hates to be lied to. Everybody hates to be lied to and gaslighted. Because it's universal. Everybody hates to be lied to. But the problem with the narcissist is you're never going to not be lied to. Because that's their main key feature. That is hurting others because they will lie through their teeth. They will lie. They will be brazen and make up stories that aren't even remotely similar or close to something, or they'll take a true story, give you 50% of it, take 50% and completely lie about it, or even maybe even give you 75% of a, of a blah story, put in 25% that didn't happen at all. They may give you 80% of a false story and then put in 20% that did happen. It's, and you're not going to know because unless you spend like all your time fact checking everything they say, they talk a lot, they say a lot, and they're always lying. So you're going to have to always be on top. Nobody's got that kind of time in their life. So you, so, but it's still the brain on the receiving end of a narcissist, still, I don't care how many times, I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your boyfriend, your coworker, your boss, your president, I don't care. When they give you these realistic things, the brain just goes, oh, really? 
because it's hard for your brain to go, oh, they just made that up. Okay, no, no, it, it's, they, they just said it, there's a snow blizzard outside and they're not making that up because I can verify that. All I have to do is look out the window. So that would be crazy. They wouldn't, that part, your brain says, no, I don't need to fact check that because they're not saying anything that's going to affect anything. They're just making a statement of fact. But in fact, a statement of fact from a narcissist might not be a statement of fact at all. Irrelevant as it may seem, inconsequential to you or your relationship, eh, it just may not be founded in any any truth whatsoever or partial truth, and which percentage is very difficult to really wrap your head around. So on the receiving end of a narcissist, your own brain, you, even if you know the person's a liar, you, your brain still struggles with this. It's a tug of war because you gotta, you gotta work hard to, to remind yourself that almost anything that they say you cannot assume is true because that you learn the hard way, right? You would learn that the hard way. And, and how do you navigate through deception and gaslighting and lies and partial truths and exaggeration to the point where it's slanted and you're missing out. You left out a big story. It's like this. Uh, you know, I saw this guy. He, he, was, uh, he robbed a bank. He held everybody up at gunpoint. And he, he took their money, left them with their pants off. Left them. And, 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 you know, if you see this guy, here's his picture, shoot him dead. He's a bad guy. He's no good. Okay. You, you hear the story and you're like, and, and this is, you know, he, maybe he told the police the same thing. This is what he looks like. This is what he did. You know what? But he might not have mentioned that there was another guy. And the other guy actually said, you better do this. Cause if you don't do this, I'm going to shoot you dead. So you better come in here and make this threat and hold up this bank on my behalf and, or you will die. And that person might be him. <laughs> they might be the narcissist that's doing that. So that might be an extreme story, but that's to show you just how ludicrous and how dangerous and how, how part of that story was really very true. And it all really did happen. There really was a gun held up at a bank. They really did rob him. This really did happen. This is really the guy that did it. But the guy left out the part that he did it at his demand. And that's how the specific kind of liars of a narcissist do it. It's, it's, it's because they, they're masterful at it. And nobody wants to think that they're, you know, they're not smart enough. They, yeah. Nobody wants to think that about themselves. It was, trust me, there's plenty of women that can all come up in here and say, yeah, he had an affair. I had no idea. Never, there was no, no clues whatsoever. Or my husband has a new family or an existing family, or he's been married. I didn't know three times, or he's still married. He never got divorced. I mean, this happens. You've seen news reports of it. The point I'm making is it's very difficult to admit to yourself out loud to others that you've been conned. It's very difficult. Your brain doesn't want to, to know that about yourself because it makes you feel fooled 
humiliated, um, had. And unless the stake is so high, for example, let's look at the president because this is how we were going to stay. His, his attorney, his attorney who was fixing everything, Cohen, he was fixing everything, doing everything, and lying for him because he was told to lie. So he did it. He did it because he's a certain kind of guy, a certain kind of personality, because narcissists, we're going to get into that as well. Who do they target? Who feeds them to embolden them and embody them with the what, what they need to do and what they need to get from them? It's a certain personality. So Michael Cohn, his attorney, fit, fit that certain personality, as you can see many Republicans in office and many of the White House staff and those in higher, you know, not, well, not higher, but in the higher offices in the White House, like the Secretary of State and, and so on and so forth. You, you can see a similar need in them to appease a narcissist who is considered powerful and has that way of making it so that it's hard to the, for them to say no. Some people can't say no, they'll just resign because they can't even, they can't even just say no. It's too hard. So the easier solution is ruin their career. Yeah, it takes a big person, a strong person, and a very convicted person, one who's probably very aware of what's going on and isn't going to get played, but they're not the, you know, that's not everybody. Because if it were, then there would be no such thing as a con and nobody would ever get fooled. It would never, never ever happen. There would never be such thing as a cult. It wouldn't exist. And there wouldn't be followers and leaders. So we live in a world where there are these personalities and we have tendencies and traits that put us in danger of being taken advantage of or taken advantage of others. So that's, that's the topic of the narcissist and the level of dishonesty and gaslighting. Gaslighting is from an old movie, I think it's 1944, where this man was trying to make his wife think she was crazy, and that's where the term came from. And he would set her up so that she, she you know, everything she saw and experienced, she would say, well, okay, this is, uh, this is what happened this morning. Then he'd say, no, honey, that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen like that at all. Are you okay? Lay down, sweetheart. That kind of a thing. Um, you see what you see. Let's give a good example. Well, we may see a video of, of Donald Trump. He's standing there and saying, you know what I want? I, I want to have the Bidens investigated. I want that. And I think that, you know who else I think should even do that? Besides the fact that it's obvious that I wanted the, the, the president in Ukraine to do that. Because I, you know, definitely that's what I want. I also think China should do it. I also think that. That's what I want. You know, I, I want, I think they should probably do that as well. All right, so stop. You said it. We heard it. The newscasters reported it. And that's news. Now, the next clip of news is you maybe an hour later or a day later saying, I did nothing wrong. I, this was just about corruption in Ukraine. I'm not interested in specifically any you know, of my opponents is not to run a smear campaign. That's not the purposes for which I roll. Uh-uh. No. That, you're saying that now. But you forgot we live in an era where we can just, you know, play 
rewind and push, and there you are saying it again. But here's the problem. The people that are hearing that, no, I didn't do that. They did hear the, they did hear that. Oh, I absolutely did. They heard the test of people testify. Yes. He said, nothing goes, we're not releasing this money until this guy agrees to tell them the world, announce publicly that they're going to do an investigation in the Biden. So he's got to do that. That's the deal. If he wants to be able to A, come to the White House, B, get their money. And, you know, to save all their lives. You think about it, figure it out. My, uh, my AG bar, my, uh, my new attorney, they'll get back to you. You know, you do the right thing. Well, okay. We got all that testimony. We got all that evidence. We got everything we need. We even have a transcript. Yeah, you altered a couple of the words according to the person who was on the phone. You know, yeah, you changed it to make it not sound quite as damaging as it is. But you're now saying it's no big deal. You got Mulvaney trying to do it to knock it over. It's not a big deal. That's a tactic. It's a tactic and it works because the people you're abusing, the ones that are having a relationship with you, is the United States of America and all its members doesn't matter who you are, which party you are, because when you're hearing it, you're being lied to. And then you're hearing the opposite and you're being lied to. And then you're hearing it again and you're getting the truth, but now you keep hearing them refute the truth, even, the, even when they previously told you what was true, but then changed it to fit their, their what they wanted you to, you know, grab your teeth on. So it's crazy making is what it is. It's absolute crazy making. And then you, the human being with the brain, and I don't care if you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat, you get confused. Okay. So that's bad. That, that's confusing. It's like, what, 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 when I miss something, am I, is my brain not right? I just heard him say it. I saw it with my own eyes, but now he's saying something different about what he just said an hour ago. How is that? And you know, your brain gets really messed up because it's like your brain's not saying, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. He's a narcissist. Narcissists do that. It's part of their tactic. Um, don't fall for it. You're being conned. No, you're not crazy. You don't go through all that. You're, you just go, wait, what? Wait, huh? Or you just go, you know what? That's exhausting. I'm just going to, whatever he says, whatever is the latest thing he says, that's just what I'm going to go with because I can't, you just start to not even trust yourself. Or you start to not even care. Worse, way worse. You start to be one of those people that goes, yeah, I know nothing he said. I know that the POTUS doesn't say truth. I know that, I don't care. Well, then you've, <laughs> you, are, you are in a diluted idea of what that means to count on yourself as an American to be governed by an absolute pathological liar. So when you get to the point where you go, yeah, but the economy's good, then you got big problems because you don't understand the danger of you being completely lied to. That you don't know. For example, you're going to vote for somebody that you don't know is a, uh, is going to kill everybody in, in two weeks. Once he's, he's going to push a bomb, he's going to do something. You, you, you're going to vote for him because you think he's a good guy and he's not going to do anything harm. So it's kind of good to know if you find out that the guy's got a trigger finger 
on a nuke. But if you're not going to believe what everybody said, then they say, hey, here's a, note, here's a letter. He wrote it in his handwriting. Actually, here's a video. He's saying he's going to nuke somebody. Or you know, you're going to say to yourself, I see it. I hear it. Here's evidence. Here's testimony. Then he's going to pop up and say, they fabricated that. Don't listen to them. Believe me. Because he'd been saying, believe me for you know three years. And your brain just went, oh, okay, that's my cue. Believe you. And this is the kind of crazy, dangerous way that and reason why I'm covering all this stuff right now because this crazy making you might think the economy's not you know whatever you might you might be a racist and you might think oh good so is he but what you're not getting what you don't understand is you might want abortions and think that oh he's the guy that's going to make it happen or stop happening it he's going to change that for you He's going to strip women of all their rights and he's going to get in with his Supreme Court. They're going to say, screw it. We don't follow rules and, and precedents anymore. We're just going to do it because that's our secret agenda. And that might be your reason why you're willing to be deceived on a daily basis about really big things of abuse, conspiracy, harming others, leaving people to die because you're making another dictator happy because that dictator might be doing something for you that makes you happy. Because remember, borderline narcissists, sociopath, they don't really care. They're not hurting about the consequences to their decisions to be used or to use. For if at the end of the day, it gives them their gain or what they want out of it. So I'm. this is probably gonna be a lot because I'm, I haven't even, touched, tapped into anything yet. I'm just still online and why you need to care. And I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you why you need to care because I have Republican friends. I have a dear friend who I love to pieces. She doesn't want to talk politics because we absolutely don't agree. She also doesn't have a time, not a time to actually listen to what's really going on. She doesn't watch the congressional hearings. I said something to her today, and I said that he had said in one of his campaigns, hey, I'll pay your, I'll pay your legal bills if you clobber the guy or do whatever he's, you know, one of the, the, the uh, protesters or whatever. And, and don't be so kind to those people, to the police, you know, when you're pushing your head down to get them in. Don't be so gentle. She's like, did, he, did you hear him say that, like with your own? Yes. Yes, I did. So a lot of people are like, no, they don't believe it because they're too damn busy and they just, they can't even imagine that he would do and say those things. Like they, they, they're not going to the rallies. They're not getting the real, they're not watching the shows that are covering that. They're watching the show that is also gaslighting them and lying to them on behalf of Putin and, and Trump. So how the hell would they know? Or did they even hear that? Or do they remember? Because there's so much and so much and it's never ending that that's old news. That's old news, you know, him doing that. So there's always some new crazy thing that he says and does. It's hard to keep up. So when my friends who are Republicans have these ideas and they don't want to talk about things because it's, they don't want the tension, they don't want the stress, we're so opposing views. But that's the whole thing. We kind of have to talk about it because you're being lied to and you don't know it. And you think I'm being lied to. And maybe there's things I'm being lied to about, but we're not going to know if we can't 
muster conversation now, can we? We have to explore stuff and we have to enlighten each other. And we have to realize that we're actually being played. We're the victims here. If you think about it, we're just a body of people in a world where we have love and family and work and desire to prosper and have you know the things that we think we want and try to overcome sickness and heartache and grief from loss and dealing with children and aging parents and you know relationships gone amok and uh, divorces and new relationships and school and uh, you know it doesn't end it doesn't end we're all pretty much just well 98% of us or 99% of us are in the same boat so we're kind of getting a little played here I think to be this divisive as we are now, I've never seen, I mean, I know we've always been divisive in terms of our policies in, in, in a way, but we're being played by the people who are creating the divisiveness and the abusive nature who want to make it about us and them. When Trump talks, it's we and them, the dumb Dems, the do-nothing Dems. I mean, who talks like that? I, I, I turned something on the other day on Fox because I like to know what are they saying, this judge woman, the most vile of human beings. I actually recall seeing in a long time, everything out of her mouth was so disgusting. She was attacking uh, the witnesses that came forth who are the highest level of, you know, uh, respect, deserve our respect, and in, in attacking and insulting them and saying, we don't give a damn what she, where your parents came from, you just do your goddamn job or whatever, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, how are you getting paid to abuse? How are you getting paid to abuse half of America? That's half of America. So your niche market is to make these other people happy because you're abusing half of America? So what is that saying about your audience? If your audience is getting off, they're getting a rise. Yeah, abuse them. Those people have children. Ew. Yeah, those people are bosses and have employees. And if those people get a rise and get excited when a newscaster becomes a vile, attacking, insulting person because they're just they're the party of the blue instead of the party of the red, then maybe they need to be fined and shut the hell down because they're creating this crazy making too. And it's them and against us and well, it's just nuts. What happened to just talking about differences? So you want to have our policies and our politics to be the Jerry Springer show because it's more exciting. So that way people will tune in and that you're gonna get people hating on each other and being against each other because you uh, have an agenda and we're just going to be sucking it in, drinking it up, listening to it and hating each other. I had some guy that posted something in, in, on, a, on a site that made me laugh my ass off. He said, I just took a week and only listened to the Fox and Friends and whatever news that all the Republicans were listening. He said, after a week, I hated myself. And I've done the same thing. I, I expose myself on purpose. I do get very anxious and very upset. And I'm like, wait, what are you saying about us? Why would you say that? Why are you trying to get people to hate on us? And, you know, the Republicans are going to say, yeah, but the other stations, they do the same thing. Yeah, you know what? 
there's biases, but they've got actual cause because they're not, they're exposing something that the light, the gaslight and the liar is telling you is false. And that's the difference. It's a huge difference. Now let's pause for a second. Let's pause for a second. Let's take a fact, a simple fact of what's going on with this impeachment. Okay. There was a phone call. There's several phone calls. There was a Giuliani. He's been there. He's there now. He's in and out constantly. He's on Fox News. He's waving his cell phone. He said, you know what? I got proof that the state's telling me to do this. And I'm just trying to be a good guy. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the president's personal lawyer. I'm doing this. Yeah, this is what we want. We want an investigation to the, into the Bidens, which is the, you know, to, you know, which is what he did with Russia. Go, you know, run a smear campaign, find out, go, go on a witch hunt. Donald Trump puts people on witch hunts to get dirt on his opponents because that's how narcissists roll. That's, like, that's exactly how they roll, okay? So he's doing what he does. And then when he tells America that the Dems are in a witch hunt, that's exactly how he rolls because sociopaths, narcissists, gaslight and project. So everything out of his mouth, if he says, I am a, it's a hoax, and I am a victim of this conspiracy to, uh, it's a witch hunt is what it is. What he just revealed to you and anybody in psychology or with any background whatsoever, just Google it will know, is he just told you in code what he did. He created a conspiracy to run a witch hunt to get dirt on his opponent. Whatever he accuses the other guy of, is what he's actually doing. That's how insidious this is. It's insane. It's so much crazy making. So to get back on point, what do you have when you have one person saying, yeah, this is, this is the fact, this is the news. And then another person saying, don't listen to that. That's not fact. That's bullshit. It's not news. You can get mad at the person shoving the news in your face and you can get mad that they say, can you believe that he would actually hold back military money to let people potentially drop dead by the thousands just so he could run another smear camp? What, what kind of a person does it? Yeah, they're, they're angry and they're saying what kind of person does it? So they're slanted. They're disgusted by a deed and an act that they know is fact and valid. So there is a disgust, so there is a bias because of a truth. On the other hand, if you're going to defend a lie and lie on top of a lie, and there is a bias, the difference is it's not based on a truth, it's based on a lie and an intention to pass that lie on to your viewership. And that's where we are right now, when we see our political problems and our division. So the narcissist personality defect, if you will, and we've talked very little about it. I've only, I'm, I'm very, very little. All I've covered today is lying and gaslighting and, and, and how it's just part of their DNA. And why we as people, when we're on the receiving end, we have a very difficult time wrapping our own heads around that we are actually being lied to and gaslighted and 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 that we'd have to well who's got time to double check everything but wait but wait other people will tell you take your focus off caring about truth 
let yourself be conned and manipulated and lied to because it's not so bad because the economy might be good. But you're forgetting something. If somebody comes back and tells you that, guess what, the world's about to blow up or somebody's about to drop dead or the Kurds are going to be uh, uh, um, abandoned, you're not going to believe them because you're already trained and brainwashed to tell yourself it's not so bad, it's a few lies, white lies. He's not going to do anything wrong. And that's where you are in denial. And that's one of the traits that a narcissist finds himself attracted to people that can easily be in denial or food. Just one of them. But why? We'll get into that next, next time. Okay, we'll get into the why they can be easily fooled. Or we'll cover some more about the other traits of a narcissist. But the big one, like I said, is the absolute utter deception. When they track Trumpet, I don't know where he's now. The last time I had heard it was over 14,000 lies since he took office. Other people will say, yeah, every president lies. Uh-huh, okay, say that. But one or two or three or four lies is different than 14,000. And stop and stop, don't try to say a but after that. Everybody lies, but not everybody is a narcissist. Therefore, not everybody lies 14,000 times and more. That's what you need to kind of settle in and get wrap your head around that, okay? Because that's the difference here between a non-narcissist and a narcissist, all right? And you're still trying to wrap yourself around an idea that and narcissists is, you know, I'm not going to be worried or afraid or frightened because they lie because everybody lies. But the difference is everybody doesn't lie nonstop to the point where it's in the thousands that they're caught in. That doesn't happen. I, have you lied 14,000 times in your, I can't even, I can't even imagine unless you're a narcissist, then you, I can so you need to wrap your head around that. Anyways, this is Marco Kelly Political Commentaries. We will move on. This is getting long. It's 30 minutes. I did not intend that. I may have to just start all over because you may just go crazy with this. Yeah, I'll let it be. I'm new. That's my excuse. Find me at Twitter, Simply Margulis, and uh, carry on. Till then, bye.